Greetings, I'm Josh Lowe, and this is NBA Retrospective Hidden Figures. This is the first of several episodes we will do about the people behind this podcast, the people without whom NBA Retrospective would not exist. The name Hidden Figures is a pun taken from the 2016 movie about the African-American women, primarily African-American women, who worked in mathematics for NASA largely without credit in the 1950s. Like the movie, our hidden figures are people, not numbers. We'll do episodes on historical figures, particularly Arpad Elo, of course, the originator of the Elo model, which if you've listened to the podcast, you know what that is. But Elo the man is unfortunately no longer with us. However, we do have a guest with us today who is a part of this podcast's past, present, and future. He's got an NBA podcast of his own entitled Off the Bench, which predates mine. I was under the impression when I first listened to his podcast that podcasting was limited to celebrities, um, the actors, of course, the athletes and the retired athletes, those type of figures. I was not aware that basically anyone could do it before I listened to his He then inspired me to start my own, which makes him a critical figure in the genesis of NBA Retrospective. This is my nephew, Jussie Lowe. Jussie is an active basketball player, and I was under the impression he had a game today. However, in actuality, we're talking about practice, man. Practice, not the game. Not the game that you go out there and die for. He had a practice, a practice today. So, while my podcast focuses on classic NBA seasons, Jesse focuses on the current season, so all of my listeners tune into him on Spotify, and that's particularly if you're into game highlights. Jesse, first of all, welcome to NBA Retrospective. I understand you, I thought you had a game today initially, but apparently we talked about practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? What are we talking about? But in all seriousness, what shots were kids taking? Um, were people just going straight for the three-point line, or was it more balanced than that? Um, so people were in the middle. They were taking three-pointers, and they were also doing layups. We practiced um, shooting, passing, taking layups, and we also practiced shooting a lot with three-pointers, At the start, a bunch of kids were trying three-pointers and layups. So it was like the mix-up between both. Okay, and that's very important. That makes perfect analytical sense because what we're starting to see in the current NBA is that's the the emphasis. It's three-pointers or it's most likely not going to be layups in the NBA. Face it, it's going to be dunks. But um, the... It's always either very close or very far away because of expected point value. If you take a mid-range jumper that's worth two points, you might as well go for the layup or the dunk that's worth two points or step back another few feet, try that three. Um, and so we're, and that's something that we are continuing to see. We're continuing to see the emphasis on effective field goal percentage. And recall that effective field goal percentage is essentially shooting with additional weight given to threes that's the that i'm not going to go into the formula for that i'm but uh, that's essentially what it is now jesse so both of our podcasts are about the nba obviously i want to talk some nba so i want to talk about victor Wembanyama and the san antonio spurs i don't know if you've listened to it yet but i just completed a season 
where I discussed the Spurs' first of five NBA championships with Tim Duncan. And the question that I have for you, and I posted this question in a poll also, and I didn't get any votes, which is understandable, because I know a lot of people listen to my podcast on apps other than Spotify, and of course, I can only get the polls to work on Spotify. How many championships are the Spurs going to win with Victor Wembanyama? Um, so Victor Wembanyama just started his career. Um, he is really he's a he's seven foot five. Yeah, pretty sure something like that. Seven yeah. four, I think. Seven, yes, something like that. So he must have a good season with the Spurs. Um, I'm thinking he probably will have at least three. At least three. Yes. Write it. Okay, people, write that down. You heard it first here. At least three. I'm going to post that poll again. Um, So for those of you who are listening by Spotify, please vote on that. I'm posting it as zero, one, two, three, or more. How many championships does Victor Wembanyama win with the San Antonio Spurs? You heard your vote, first vote right now. Jesse, you want to repeat that? Um, Three or more. Three or more. Very good. Now, next thing I wanted to talk about this survey that The Athletic posted just this week. It was a fan survey, and for those of you who are listening to my podcast who are a fan of statistics, I was not able to discern their methodology, um, what, how, how randomized their sample was, whether they took stratified samples, anything like that. I, stat fans, I can't evaluate it for you, but I do want to go through some of the results and I want to hear Jesse's takes because he's the future of NBA fandom. We need to address that. We need to accept that. We need to face that. And so I'm going to go through some of these results with Jesse. You can find the entire survey on The Athletic. Search for NBA 2023-24 fan survey. Warning, it does require a subscription. Now, first of all, Jesse, your favorite NBA team. My favorite NBA team. Yes. Um, let me think. Um, I... Since I am from Chicago, um, the Bulls. The Bulls, okay. And I want to talk about those Bulls because if on that survey, the Bulls actually rank ninth, okay, in terms of how many fans who voted in the survey voted them as their favorite team. 4.7% Bulls rank ninth. Top teams, Golden State Warriors, 13.3%, and then Boston Celtics, 8.5%, New York Knicks, 6.8%. Now, I suspect that that reflects two things. One, recency bias. Uh, the Golden State Warriors have been a dominant team recently. Two, um, market size. Boston and New York are, of course, um, very large markets. And I wanted to note something that showed up actually 11th on this list, which is I root for players, not teams. That actually, that, that actually was an option, and it finished 11th. So I'm, it, it's, that's actually a pleasant surprise there. Um, and we mentioned New York. Knicks fans, I'm going to be doing an episode in the future solely on your 1999 uh, Eastern Conference champion team. So keep an eye out for that, Nick fans. Now, Jesse, I want to talk about your team. I want to talk about those Bulls because my very first episode highlighted one of their most successful seasons. I know you're young, 
But have you ever watched highlights of the Pippin, Jordan, Rodman, Kerr Bulls? Um, um, I have watched something about that. Yes. I forget what it's called. Well, um, right, but th- yes, there's there's, there's going to be but, a ton of them. Of the Last Dance. Oh, okay, very good. I've watched the Last Dance, and it is really good. So I have like watched like two or three episodes of that, and it is really good. And I've seen those highlights, and I've also read um a Michael Jordan the flu book, like oh, a wow. flu. Okay, Michael Jordan. Um, he was still impressively good, even though he had the flu in that game, and. That was very convenient that he, because Michael Jordan's a really good player. A bunch of people think he's the best player who ever played. Um, so do I. And um, I got um a LeBron James magazine from um uh, my granny that is here too over there. <laughs> and so yeah, the Bulls had a great season with um. Steve Kerr, um, Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan, and all those other stars on the Bulls. They had a very successful season. Okay, so yeah, that's, that's excellent. That actually directly answered my question. Does your brief eye test match my statistical conclusions? Because we actually, Jesse, you mentioned the last dance. We actually um, named our first season after that docu- documentary. Because I covered that season from the statistical bent in the in our very first season. Um, now, getting back to that survey, another question asked fans how many games they attended in an average NBA season. The majority, 52% of fans, said one to five games. You're a bit young to quote me an average here, Jesse, but how many did you go to last year? Of, like, how many games they would win? Or- no, how many did you actually go to in person, live? Oh, live? Two Bulls games? Two Bulls games. Okay, um, I'm pretty sure I've went to three. Three. Or okay. two. Three or two. two One or of three. those. Okay, yeah. yeah, and see, and that's excellent. That puts you actually right in line with the majority. And something that that goes to a little bit, which we'll get into later, is season length. Um, most fans, like Jesse, went to... Uh, between one to five games. So that's something that we can actually talk about a little bit later with season length. I want to talk first about expansion. And most fans per the athletic survey want to see the league expand. We're looking at 69.4%. And most want Seattle. And that's understandable because the Supersonics were great in their era, particularly the Gary Payton, Sean Kemp years. We may have some seasons on that those teams in the future jesse how do you feel about expansion and if you're in favor of it where do you want to see the league expand to the league expand to so the league expand to like by the teams or but yeah exactly so like in other words adding adding more teams in more cities more teams in more cities so um like you said the supersonics with gary payton they had a really good time with Gary Payton. Um, the season did expand, not having the Supersonics anymore. But the league should expand a little more, I feel like, because it would just be better because it would have a longer season. More people could go to games, and um, more teams would get more fans 
Right. And so, so the next question, so you're looking to do it to go for expansion, which is great. Where do you want to see the league expand to? Where do I want to see like the what league expand? What cities? Words. Um Let me think. So maybe hmm. The league could expand to having Virginia have a team? Virginia. Yes. That that, that would be interesting. They're, they're... Oh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh. of course. It's got you got to have a team in Pittsburgh for sure. Um, but yeah, those, both of those would be very interesting. Uh, Pittsburgh, for the obvious reasons. Uh, the, the, I don't know how many listeners know this. I'm from there, but um, Virginia is also a possibility. Now, those of you who reside nearer that area would be more expert in terms of where to put it, the team in Virginia. But that's interesting because. We expand a little bit southward in the NBA. That would be that's so that's an interesting possibility. Um, next question. I wanted to. I was talking about this earlier, Jesse, when you had talked about the one to five games that you went to. How long do you want the season to be? Because the highest percentage of fans wanted it at seventy-two games. That was thirty-seven point eight percent. Next was status quo eighty-two thirty-one point seven percent. We did get 3.6% who wanted to shorten down to 50, which was the length of the lockout shortened season that I just covered. So how many games do you want in a season? Um, well, I'm pretty sure we would need a lot. Of, so I would say like around like 76? 76. 76. Very, very good. And Philadelphia fans, I'm sure you're going to like that one, um, that answer. <laughs> And that and that's and that's interesting because that's right in between the seventy-two, which was the most popular answer in the survey, and the current eighty-two. Now, next question: We're going to get into some fun stuff here. Um, any finals prediction for this year, or is it too early? Finals prediction. Um, so the chances of a number eight seed making it in the um championship is very low because that's only happened two times ever in NBA um franchise so it's it's a, it's a low percentage but it could happen again and the, the so the two teams that would make it in the championship um this year I would say the Spurs okay yeah. the Spurs and um I'm gonna go for the this is um just a wild guess, but the Celtics. Oh, that that would be an excellent finals if that materialized, um, because just think of the media aspects of that. The Celtics, that's a historically great team. Those of you who are fans, you know what I'm talking about. That classic rivalries with the Lakers. The Spurs also um, in the the Duncan era, and now it sounds like we're looking to start the Wembenyama era, and so that actually what you mentioned with it only ever happening twice. Again, get ready, Knicks fans, because those Knicks were the other team. The most recent team was, of course, the 2023 Heat, but those Knicks from '99 were the other team who did that. The eight seed who um, got all the way to the finals. We're covering them doing a feature episode on them in our next episode of NBA Retrospective. So I'm glad, Jesse, you mentioned that. So Knicks fans, get ready. And 
that team, which I'll get into, had a lot of off-season drama surrounding trades. But, Jesse, how do you feel about Dame Lillard on the Bucks? Damian Lillard on the Bucks, they have a bunch of really good players. Damian Lillard for the threes, Giannis for the dunks. And I think Damian Lillard would be really good on the Bucks because he was good on the um, Trailblazers, but they never really had other good, tall dunking players. But Giannis, on the other hand, is really tall and would be a very good center because he could be the one blocking and dunking. And then Damian Lillard, on the other hand, would be the one shooting three-pointers and being the really good shooter. And the Bucks have a lot of good players like Drew Holiday. Yes. And so they have, like, a bunch of good players. And the Bucks. Um, a number one seed getting beat by the eight seed in the first um round of the playoffs, and so well playoffs. <laughs> so and that was good. That was good for the Heat, but now they that they have um Lillard on the other hand, that would probably step up their game and make them a better team. Okay, again, you heard it here, so we're gonna expect some things. Keep an eye on Milwaukee. Um, also, I want to make a note that that use of the word playoffs, that was the very first use of that word in this episode. I just, just fascinated by that. It was the, the, usually that word and the Jim Mora pronunciation come up very early on. In this case, it took on the order of 17 minutes uh, to do it. Last question for you, Jesse. Where does James Harden end up? Clippers. The Clippers. Clippers. Okay. The Clippers. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's where he should end up. But, of course, nobody can quite fit the pieces together, And we, as we have seen over the past several months. And I've noticed an uptick in my listeners, and I've also noticed that more listeners are accessing NBA Retrospective via computer browser. That's excellent. If you are able, you can support NBA Retrospective via computer browser. Just navigate to it and click support where you can donate $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 per month. Follow this podcast on whatever platform you use, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, iHeart, any your preferable podcast destination. Usually, it will be every two weeks, and you can all help me keep it to every two weeks. And until next time, I'm Josh Lowe. This is NBA Retrospective. Jussie, you want to add your signature line? Um, have a very nice day. Excellent. Thank you, Jussie. Well said. I'll see you next time.